Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo! Welcome into the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for hanging out here with me. I was at the movies. I was at the movies. I was at the movies. Yeah, I went to the movies this weekend. I spent uh, a lot of time in, in the movie theaters at Block 37. I went and saw Cocaine Bear. And if you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I went and saw it and I reviewed it. So there's a... Whole another episode of the podcast where I review Cocaine Bear. It's quick. It's easy. Hopefully, it gets you what you need, and you can be on your way. But check that out after you're done checking out the review of Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Mania. I went and saw it on Sunday. Uh, same thing. Went to Block 37. I really like, like, that's, I wouldn't say that it's my home theater, but it's it's not that far from Hyde Park. Is a beautiful day on Sunday, so I knew that I could like park at the radio station and walk on over. And I went and saw. Uh, it's technically not a matinee, because I think it was four fifteen. But I went and saw Ant Man and Wasp in Quantum Mania. I I walked out of. You know, I don't know. Let me start over. I don't want to go to the. I walked out of the movie. I've been excited about this movie because of all of the doors that it opens up for the MCU with Kang and Jonathan Majors playing Kang. Now, if you're listening to this review and you have not seen the series Loki, I want you to stop listening to this review. Just... I want you, you don't even need to watch the entire Loki series, but you should at least watch the last episode of Loki. Like, watch how they do, like, previously on Loki. Like, watch the recap. You'll get a little bit up to speed, and then you'll be able to watch it. But I don't want you to go on with this review. I don't want you to see Ant-Man and Wasp Mania without having seen Loki. Because you're going to be a little bit lost because the 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 main villain in this movie makes his debut in Loki. So you need to watch that and kind of understand. And there's some connects, connections with the Spider-Verse movie that a lot of people have been making on Instagram and TikTok discussing the, the moment where we see a reaction from Kang on Loki and it's during the Spider-Verse movie. So anyway, yes, go go watch the last episode of Loki if you have not done so before you 
go see the movie or before you continue with this pod. All right, there's there's my warning for the people. And now I'll get on with the review. I really like Paul Rudd. I think that he is charming and fun and funny and smart and gets it, doesn't take himself very seriously, but I do think he takes his craft seriously. And and I felt like, you know, when they announced that he was going to be Ant-Man, I'm like, oh, you know what? I I see the vision. I get it. And I think that he's done an excellent job of being Scott Lang throughout the, the time in, in the MCU. It also dawned on me when I was sitting in the theater that by the time this is done, like by the time we're done watching Marvel movies, there's going to be like 45 Marvel movies. And I don't know if that will ever be topped. Maybe Marvel will just keep making movies. And I guess you could make an argument like, hey, Pixar, you know, they do a lot of movies and the movies are kind of connected. But knowing that in this entire MCU that all of this stuff is connected and knowing that there are plans, you know, at least five years out and probably 10 years out on this, I've I've said in previous episodes of the podcast that there's a part of me that felt like Endgame was the end for people like me, like Gen X kids who grew up reading the comic books, reading Infinity Gauntlet, and when MCU came around and and turned into what it's turned into, we got our reward with Infinity War and Endgame. Or if you want to call it a trilogy, I think you can. Ragnarok... Infinity War and Endgame. And then I felt like Marvel was like, okay, all right, thank you guys for the billions and billions of dollars. We're going to move on and try and do some different type of storytelling. And I, I honestly think that a big portion of this last phase of Marvel has not been as interesting or as successful. Now, I know that some of that is the bias of my lens, and I'm, I, I really did enjoy a bunch of the, the... I actually enjoyed, honestly, the, the series on Disney Plus more than I think I enjoyed some of the movies. And some, sometimes I think they should have been flip-flopped. I think that Eternal should have been a series instead of a movie. You know what I mean? That they could have done that. And maybe Loki should have been a movie instead of a series. And again, I Hiddleston and and um Jonathan Majors in Loki at the end, like that scene with them is just absolutely amazing. Jonathan Majors is by far the star of this movie. By far. He's so good. He's such a heavyweight that it comes across in every scene that he's in. Now, what I will say is super cool about it is I've always felt like 
you know, that they've they've wasted some of the talent in this movie. And I'm I was happy to see scenes in this movie where you go, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. We're we're gonna actually make a movie where we get the real story of what happened inside of the quantum realm. And I thought that that was top notch. And I thought that there was some incredible acting with Jonathan, the scenes with Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer were outstanding. I felt like they both were acting their asses off in the movie. There's a cameo by Bill Murray in the movie where, I don't know, I felt like it could have been played by anybody. I I guess it was supposed to have kind of the same feeling of Jeff Goldblum, and it didn't come off because it just kind of came off as Bill Murray kind of being Bill Murray. And quite honestly, like it felt like a waste of a guy who's clearly one of the greatest actors of the last half century. But Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer, like their scenes were terrific. Like really, really terrific. Majors is a force, man. He is a force as Kang the Conqueror. Oh, this is, I should probably remind you, there are two post-credit scenes. And they are both worth your time. There's a mid-credit scene after they do kind of the flowery goodbye of the, the movie. And then there is a end, end, end of the credit scene that is very valuable if you want to know what happens next. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now, what I do think is interesting, and I wonder if it's going to be a theme inside of this era where Kang is, is the big bad in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, either in Loki or in Quantumania, each one of the Kangs goes, oh, if you think I'm bad, just wait until you meet my variants. And I wonder if that's how all of the Kangs feel about all of the other variants. You might think I'm bad, but that guy's an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I didn't think that this this uh, script for this was real strong, but you know, this, this the performances were pretty good. I thought Michael Douglas, like the, the, at this point, Michael Douglas could be phoning it in, and I don't think that he is. I think that he's 
done a good job of diving into being Hank Pym. It feels like he's enjoying it. And that makes me excited that he's enjoying it. The other thing that I liked about this was... I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. But there's a point of reflection by Scott in the movie that I think is really significant because I think that it it asks some of the questions that the audience is asking itself about this and how it all plays out. It's it's about consequences and ramifications, which I think often get lost inside of movies like this. And whether it's DC or Marvel, I think they both have done a good job of, of in the comics at least, and I think a little bit now in the cinematic universe, of talking about like the actual damage that ends up being done. The decisions that are made by people who are in power and whether or not those people can see beyond the battle that's in front of them. Where everything is about that moment and everything is about you know what's happening to them or their family or their friends and how they react to it without thinking about well, wait, how does this affect the rest of the world or the universe or, in this case, universes? And I I feel like there's a a really good moment in a very charming Paul Rudd way of him examining how he feels about the, the way things went and or are going. Um, so I, I think that that's strong. I wouldn't say that this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. There's so many to choose from now, you know. And I was trying to think about where I would rank this as far as where it fits inside of the phase. And say, what would I, how would I rank it? What would it go behind if, if I were, were talking about phase four um, and phase five? And it, it's, it's fine. Like, it, it's fine. But I still think Wakanda Forever is higher on the list for me than this. Uh, I mean, Love and, Thor Love and Thunder was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I enjoyed Shang-Chi more than most people did. But, yeah, like, starting this thing out where we are really, really going after it. Where quantum mania, it it's it makes the universe more big. I'll say that, and I I think that they've gotten a lot of they got a lot of stuff. It's a great setup. 
I think. Like I think that's probably the best way that I could I could portray it. It does a good job of setting the course for where Marvel is going inside of phase five. And what are the things that you need to be looking for? I I, th- I think that there's I don't want to give, like I said, for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to give too much away. There was something that I was hoping for that didn't happen in this movie. Um, Maybe when we get down the road, I can talk about it a little bit more freely. In a few weeks, maybe I'll do a follow-up, and then we could talk about it more freely. But it is worth, like, to me, it's worth paying non-matinee prices I don't think you should wait for this to come on Disney+. Plus. I think you should go and see it in the theater. It is really, like, the the way that the quantum realm is depicted, I enjoyed quite a bit. The, the differences and, like, it being an actual, instead of it being an abstract, oh, oh, it's the quantum realm, and how could anyone survive down there? them giving us a real life realm where there are people and creatures and humanoids and there's life, there's actual life down there. And seeing what life is like down there I thought was super cool. And I thought the vision of it, while sometimes like ridiculous, I I thought that they did a good job of making the whole thing kind of work. It's worth the the price of admission, even at date night rates, for Jonathan Majors alone. I think that he plays Kang, or at least this version of Kang, where the version he played on Loki was kind of um, played with a mad scientist kind of gone crazy vibe. This is played in a more menacing way. And it's got the mad science's vibe for sure. But dude is a menace. And he plays it like a menace. Then there's a level of rage that this version of Kang gets to that I liked. That is as smart and in control as he is that he's still also human. And that vulnerability of letting your emotions take you off of the best laid plans, I I love that they're allowing him to explore this character. And by having the variants be a big part of this, we're going to get to see Jonathan Majors do this character in all sorts of ways. And in fact... In in this movie, we see we see at least five depictions of Kang by majors, and they're all nuanced, and they're all different, and they're all super interesting. He alone is worth you paying date night prices for it, but. The rest of the crew, you know what What I will say about it, what I, I do think is interesting about the Ant-Man-Wasp dynamic, if anyone's been wasted in this series, it's been Evangeline Lilly. 
I don't know why that is. I feel like they, they almost need a whole, like maybe it's a short or a one shot, but there needs to be a wasp story where it's just her and not him. And maybe, now maybe the character can't hold its weight, but I mean, this is one of the original Avengers too. And it just feels like she's the partner when obviously you know th- that character has been the brains of the operation it just kind of feels like she's a an accessory and i'm not sure i like that i i kind of wish that they would let her do her thing a little bit but maybe there's not time but that that's like i'd want a one shot like a wasp one shot on disney plus of her just running the company, kicking ass, like that sort of thing. So, you know, I had a few gripes with the movie, but overall I I would recommend it. And I think I think that you'll have fun. Like I think there's there's some good laughs. It's a little bit disjointed at the beginning, but near the beginning of it you get Michelle Pfeiffer and and Jonathan Majors like doing acting. I mean, really, really acting with each other. And it was great to see two pros do that. So, there. There you go. There's my review. Please stay for the end credit scenes. It's two of them. Don't get up and leave. There's one in the middle and there's one at the absolute end. And some of the choices that they made, man, I was like, man, it's so interesting. The imagery is so interesting and powerful. So, check it out. Thanks for listening to my ramblings. I will talk to you next time. Woo! Peace! Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.